0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniax Podcast. This is episode 115, which we are recording on Tuesday, May 25th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're recording in yet another unusual location. We're actually at my home office, which is also known as my bedroom, because
1: <laughs> you will find out more about that in What Am I Wearing? What are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing, as Gail aptly reminded me, reminded <laughs> me I'm wearing once again my star shower cowl by Hillary Smith Callis. I was wearing this last episode too, and it just goes to show what an easy garment this is to grab and go, because that's exactly what I was doing this morning, grabbing something to put on because the weather keeps getting sunny, and then it's cold because the clouds come in and then it gets sunny again, and this I can take on and off, take on and off, so. <laughs> I thought she was just supporting her team, her favorite basketball that team. That too, that too but I do have plans to make another one of these. I'm going to make one in a neutral color. So. And did you pick which color? I did. I'm going to use a skein of yarn that I got in the sock yarn swap at the knocker retreat.
0: Ooh, nice, yeah. that northbound knitting yes. yarn. Yeah, oh, that's
1: pretty. Yeah, so, it's so a, neutral colors, but it's a slightly variegated yarn, right? Very slightly. Yeah. It's a mostly gray with a little bit of gold. Oh, silver and gold. Isn't that a song? Yes. <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. We go. I think. <laughs> that little, the little snowman dude singing. Yes, there, right? for our lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you wearing today?
0: Well, I am wearing a sling on my shoulder in addition <laughs> to my hand mitts. And I wanted to take a minute to say thank you so much to all of you who have shown me support in Ravelry on Instagram, sent me private messages and emails. I think that I'm healing very quickly because of all that positive energy. And I nice. really, really, really appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been six days since the surgery. I'll be in a sling for six weeks, but I'm already pain-free, which is, as far as I'm concerned, miraculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful for that. And I can still knit. And that's really what matters, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Charlene, there are very few things that I can't really do being down and right-handed and it's my right arm that I can't use. I can knit. I can work. I can't do things like the dishes or the laundry. So (laughs) I'm really not complaining. So, what else am I wearing? I've been wearing ponchos and cowls because they're really easy to put on with the sling in place. I don't have to worry about trying to put something around my arm or try to put my arm through anything. So, right now I'm wearing my easy folded poncho, which is a pattern by Church Mouse Yarns and Tea. And it's a fabulous layer to wear over things. And I'm probably going to knit another one the more that I think about it in a different, maybe a more neutral color. And I've been wearing my cowls, especially my Hilary Smith callus cowl, the Adama pattern, which is similar to star shower, but it's in a worsted weight. So that's just been fabulous to put on because you can actually pull that cowl down over your shoulders a bit. So it's the hybrid cowl shawl type of pattern. Just like the fingering weight one that I'm wearing. Yeah, like star shower. They're the same style idea, but I can pull it down over my arm that has the sling on it because there are still sutures with, you know, ugly little stary strips over them. And I can just cover it up and keep that shoulder warm and everything. So getting heavy use out of my cowls and poncho right now, I'm very pleased about that. Yeah. Yeah. they're Who knew they would come in handy in such a unique way? Who
1: knew? You can pull out your, the long one. What's the long one? Oh,
0: Vigent, Vigent. Yeah, I didn't even think of too.
1: that. Yeah. I don't want to start wearing that though
0: until um, there is not icky bandage there because that's with the lace weight yarn, it might actually snag on those little stereo oh, strips. Good
1: thought. Yeah. Good thought. So, but I, you're right. I will start wearing that yeah. soon. Very good idea.
0: So that's what we're wearing. What have you been stocking?
1: I'm still stocking all the shawls. Still. Still. Nice. I have plans to cast on another. I want to, well, I don't have a shawl on the needles right now, so I'm trying to decide what my next move is going to be for shawls. I think it's going to be one called Antarctis. Oh, I knit that one too. Which is, exactly, it's a pattern that Gail has knit, and the reason I fell onto that pattern is because I was looking for a simpler pattern that I could take around with me to basketball games. It's my older son's competitive basketball season right now. So every weekend we're driving around to tournaments, including this upcoming weekend, which I'm trying to make a plan for. And a couple of days ago, Kim from Western Sky Knits asked me to knit a sample for her and it turned out that the Antarctis is going to work for a booth sample for her. Excellent. So I get to knit that out of one of her jumbo 600-yard skeins. Is it one of those new zombie colors that she's putting out? I don't know. She, oh. got, she gets to pick the color, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have the yarn yet. I don't know what color it's going to be, but it's going to be a really good pattern for me to just knit and go. I've already looked at the pattern and I'm really excited because I can see that it's one of those patterns that you can knit once, then take, make it your own, maybe, you know, pick different colors or pick a different color, just do something with. So I'm really excited to give that shawl a try. And speaking of shawl patterns that you can take, and change it up and make your own. The other shawl that I'm stocking is one that my sister recently made. It's called Drachenfels by Melanie Berg. And that was the, the gradient one that, that was I so showed pretty. Gail a picture oh my of. Goodness. My sister sent me a picture. And she did a Drachenfels. It's a multicolored shawl. And my sister made it in a pink gradient kit that I believe she got from this back. I think that's what you said. Yeah. And so the Drakenfell shawl is a pattern from September of 2014. Very popular. As of right now, there are just slightly over 2,800 Ravelry projects. Oh, very, Yes, very popular pattern. And it's one of those shawls that is so fun to look at all the different combos because there are so many colors my sister made hers in a gradient there are people that have done it two color there are people that have done it three color it's really fun
0: very and really easy really to modify.
1: modify easy to modify cool. and take it and make it your own and actually both of those shawls one thing that I did that was really fun also was I if you recall when we talked about some things that you could do in Ravelry you can look at all of your group members who have made a certain pattern. So I had a lot of fun. All of you who are members of our group who have made either Antarktis or Jockenfels, I was stalking your projects a couple days ago. <laughs> and has Robbie it both? I think I know she, she did Antarctica. I know she did Antarctis. I can't remember about Jockenfels. But both of those were really fun just to look through projects. People do some really creative things. They do. Lace part in a different color, lace part in the same color, the gradient. My sister actually knit two of them, I'll have to be honest and say. And she made the second one in three different colorways of a long color changing yarn. Oh, that that's was that one that it was looked like really that. Okay. multicolored. So really creative things and I just I love that when people take a pattern and continue to make it their own. Really fun. So how about
0: you? What are you stalking? Well I'm stalking a few things and I wanted to also put in some caveats because we're recording in a different place. Charlene and I are both sniffly. I think that it's things blooming out in the gorge. There's a very big open green area it just right started when
1: I got here, yeah. so it must be because there were. I was, you remember, a couple days ago. I was telling you, do I have a cold? Is this allergies? And I kind of decided it was allergies. So yeah, it was it's very literally windy as soon today. as she walked into my room, she started sneezing. And yeah, it's super windy, and
0: we have lots of trees right outside my door. So please excuse this the sniffing. <laughs> so I've been stocking a couple things. I've been doing mostly knitting and recovering, but some of the things I've been stocking are. A new pattern by Alicia Plummer called Light Gale. And I think one of us probably stocked the original Gale We pattern. both
1: did. I okay. Think.
0: I know I did. I, I, I know we talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Basically, it's a poncho. It's a very large, basically kind of a rectangle with a hole in it for your head. And it has two buttons, one under, one under each underarm. So very simple. The Gale Light has texture throughout the whole body. And then, I don't remember if it's a funnel neck or a turtleneck, I think it's more like a funnel neck or more like a cowl neck, like open, as opposed to really tight against your neck. Really nice. I'm actually swatching for it right this very second. I am using the DK weight fin yarn that I bought from a small farmer in Maine. And I've been hoarding this yarn for several years now. And it is natural and it's very soft and very happy a tiny bit thick and thin so it's I won't say it's minimally processed although I am finding little bits of vegetable matter in it so the swatch is in stockinette but I do once I buy the pattern I'm going to knit some of the textured stitch in this yarn as well to see how the textured stitch looks in this but I think it's gonna look pretty
1: I think it's a good choice yeah I think it's gonna be really nice
0: so and like I said since I've been getting a lot of use out of my ponchos, not only because of the sling, but there was a store-bought one I got actually at Costco, and it is an oversized, very fine knit poncho with a a turtleneck, and I wear it all the time. I wear it over leggings, I wear it over basically anything, so I know I would wear this a lot because I already Mm -hmm. wear the store-bought one. So that's what I'm swatching right now, and again, that was Light Gale, G-A-L-E, by the designer, Alicia Plummer. And the other thing I've been stocking is the new sweater collection that was just released last week by Vera Valley Mackie. It's called Bespoke Sweaters. And there are seven patterns in the design. They are all done in gray yarns, which I just love because Charlene and I both love our grays. And each and every one of them is really charming in its own way. And the two that I really find myself drawn to are pavement and minimum. Pavement is in fingering and minimum is in sport, and they are both pullovers. One doesn't, it has a little bit of a boat neck maybe and the second has again like a cowl type of neckline to it and minimum actually splits down the back. That's the best way I can oh, describe that's it. that's right. Yeah, isn't it cute? I back?
1: really liked that and actually I really like the loose cowl too.
0: Yeah, it's very it's there's positive ease to it for sure. Although she says choose a size with no ease to small amount of positive ease, but I think well, it seems like it's somewhat fitted at the top, but then it's an A-line type probably because of that split in the back. Gives it that openness.
1: Mm-hmm. But it would make the bottom very
0: loose fitting. Very yeah, oh well, it says A-line in the tags. So it is definitely planned to be A-line.
1: Yeah. But it's very cute.
0: Isn't it cute? It It, is. I like that one, too. It's very much our style Mm -hmm. in terms of what we actually wear, the things we knit that we actually wear. It's that elevated sweatshirt kind of feel. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Same with pavement. So pavement doesn't have the split. It's. How would you describe that? Rounded hems. And I think it's a little longer in the back.
1: I believe it's a raglan. Is it raglan? Yes.
0: Well, it says yoke in the description, but it's yoke slash raglan.
1: Oh, the minimum okay. definitely
0: is Raglan. I think okay. most of these are Raglan sleeves in the collection. But the it's
1: a yeah rounded hem, very easy wearing, slightly positive ease. And, Every sweater in the collection is yeah, and I guess that's a, a narrow ballet neck. neck. Ballet neck. Really there we go. Not a boat neck. neck. Well, maybe it maybe it is called a bow neck
0: actually. It's just a little, it's not tight up to it's not tight. Yeah. It's open yeah. more towards the shoulders. And the thing that I really love about this collection is that you can look at it and easily identify at least two of the sweaters as being Vera Balimaki's style. I mean, totally remind me of Heartfelt that you just named. Yes. Knit. So one of them is called East Coast Girl. And the other one is called Sticks and Steel. They just scream her aesthetic to me. And the others do, you can tell they're designed by her, but the two I just mentioned for sure are just 100%. You can just look and know who designed them, which I think is the sign of a good designer. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I think East Coast Girl is reminiscent of part. Yeah, that's the first one that I thought of. The same type of feel with the stockinette and the lace, but this one has a lace yoke i lost the word there for a minute. as opposed to <laughs> the the collar and front bands of heartfelt right at the, the lace. back heartfelt has a little oh, right, panel down the back. the back as well
0: yep and then there's another one in the collection called morningside that is cables all down the front with a floppy turtleneck and that one's really cute iceberg is super cute it's very very oversized and again floppy turtleneck No cables in that one, but very unique look to it. So check that collection out, Bespoke Sweaters. And, of course, Charlene will link to it in the show notes. But very beautiful collection, Vera. Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to knitting (laughs) some. When we get to certain color discussion, I actually have yarn and stash that I think will work for pavement. So I'm actually excited about that, too. So that's what I'm stocking. Light Gale by Alicia Plummer and Bespoke Sweaters by Vera Vallimaki. What are you knitting
1: lately? Well, I finished something which you'll hear about in a little bit. And after I finished that, I started work on a test knit for Elizabeth Doherty. It's a lightweight textured pullover, which is going to be good for summer. I am using Knitpicks Lindy Chain, which is not the yarn that she uses in her sample, but I'm using it and I'm grilling loving it (laughs) she got a huge (laughs) smile on her face when she said that loving it the both the yarn and the pattern actually it's going to be a perfect little layer for summertime on the coast and if any of you listening were at the knocker retreat this past april elizabeth had it there so you probably saw it you may have even tried it on and I'm one of the lucky ones who gets to make a test sample for it, (laughs) so I'm working away on that. The Knit Picks Lindy Chain yarn I used last summer in a top. It is a 70% linen, 30% cotton yarn. I did something different when I knit it this year. I took my swatch and ran it, washed it a couple times in succession, but ran it through the dryer two times, and it really changed the character of the fabric for the better. It's not the treatment recommended on the label, because I believe the label, I'd have to go look, but I believe the label is wash and lay flat, but with linen and cotton, what do you have to lose? Well, it's a swatch, what do you have to lose? So I ran it through the dryer a couple of times because linen is generally improved. Linen that we knit with, the fabric is generally, in my mind, improved when you run it through the dryer. And I was really excited when I did that. That's awesome. fabric comes out so much softer. The texture kind of, it, I don't want to say it. It seems to blend more. I guess what really happens is once you wash it and dry it, the stitches kind of even out, lay more flat. And it looks great. It looks really great in the texture that is used for this sweater because the yarn has a little bit of texture itself. So I'm not sure you could do something super busy with the yarn just because it has that little bit of texture. But in this pattern, it really works. So I'm very excited, and I was telling Gail I might have to order more of this. <laughs> it does look really, really cute. Yeah, because I, it's a long sleeve sweater, and as I was trying it on for fit, I noticed how cute it looked. Short sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see where I go with that. I don't know. I have a lot of projects that I want to get to this summer, so as we all do, I'm sure. So we'll see. But right now that's actually the only thing I've been knitting for the past few days, because like I said, I've finished something. So how about you? What are you knitting? I've been focused on two things. One is my
0: sock yarn blanket, which I am so thoroughly enjoying knitting on. It's brought me so much joy and it's so easy to work on and changing yarn every hour or two so it never loses interest with color and yarn and I managed to put almost a full row so my rows are 15 squares across and I put on a full row during my recovery so very easy to knit on you know in pretty much any circumstance so loving that my third row that I just finished has yarn from three good friends so Charlene My friend Carol, who is a love pie on Ravelry, and my friend Tammy, who is the dying genius behind candy skein Yarn, So that whole third row is all from yarn from those three people. And again, just makes me so incredibly happy to be knitting my friends into my blanket. So that's been taking up the majority of my knitting time. I've also continued working on my hoodie shawl cardigan, which is a sweater you've heard me talk about for several episodes now. (laughs) And this is going to sound like deja vu. I think I'm going to rip it back again. So, you remember that I ripped it out when I did the gray, the, I'm sorry, the turquoise, the light gray, and the frozen. Well, I think that what I don't like is that the frozen is too variegated for the striping. So, I love the frozen. I'm using it in different projects right now, and I really love it, but I don't think it's the right yarn for this sweater. I think what I really need is a more, let's say, blank canvas. Plain speckled yarn. So, frozen, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't quite call it a speckled yarn. I'd call it more a highly variegated with a lot of white in it, versus I want something that is almost all white or light gray or something like that with speckles in it. I think that's what this sweater needs. So, if you have any ideas for yarn dyers who dye something like I just described, please let me know. Oh, I should check out Hedgehog Fibers. She does a lot of speckled. Including. so i've been shopping around a lot already <laughs> and i just need one skein of it and it needs to have that turquoise color in the speckles and i spent instead of instead of knitting for like 45 minutes last night i was surfing yarn on my ipad <laughs> <Thank laughs> that i can still shop really well online with the this yeah. on
1: so that's dangerous i shouldn't yeah. be able to do that we were talking about the things that gail can and can't do. Yeah, she can't go running, but she can walk. She can't do certain types of housework, but she can shop.
0: Exactly. <laughs> see how this is all working out to my benefit, except for the running, of course. I'm actually going to try to teach my spin class at the gym on Saturday too. Yeah. You'll see how that goes. I think you can do. That. I think I can too. I was telling Shirley, and the only problem is my hair. Can't get it up in a ponytail. But so again, sounds like deja vu, but I think I'm gonna rip back the Frozen from my Hoodie Shawl Cardi, leaving in the striped portion I've already knit because I really love those two colors together. I just need a different skein to do the body. And I've also been knitting on my Lily Pilly Wrap by Amba O'Brien, which is my Madeleine Tosh Mad May projects. And I have this grand scheme that before surgery last Wednesday, I was gonna have all of my projects to a point where all I had to do was brainless stockinette stitching. It seemed like such a wise plan. Well, Lily Pilly, in order to get it to just the stockinette rows, striping rows, I needed to finish ten repeats of the lace, which didn't seem that unsurmountable. I mean, they're ten <laughs> row repeats. That's a hundred rows. I can do that, right? Oh goodness gracious! I just—I guess my mind just wasn't focused enough, so I kept messing it up and ripping back and messing it up and ripping back, and so Lily Pilly kind of didn't make any forward progress. Although I've been Mm. trying. So it hasn't it's not in hibernation. It just isn't (laughs) it's going forward anywhere.
1: I was really surprised. You're such a goal oriented knitter that usually you achieve what you set out to finish. Yeah, I was (laughs) texting Charlene the night before
0: surgery saying, Oh man, I really thought (laughs) I would make it to the stripes. I thought you would too. Yeah she thought I was gonna well I didn't even try that night. I was Mm. like okay I've already not made it so I'm just gonna set it
1: down. Yeah. Sometimes it's just fine. You got to let, let it, it go. go. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to break into song. <laughs> <laughs> so those are
0: the three things that I've been knitting. And you have already hinted that you have a big finish.
1: Well, I did finish my therapy shawl. Yay. Therapy is a pattern by Laura Ayler. Gail has also previously knit this one. It was an incredibly fun, addictive knit. The pattern is written as a three color or a two color shawl and I used three colors but I did change it up a bit to make it work with the quantities of yarn that I had. I used Tosh Merino Light in the colorways Rainwater, Dust Bowl, and Fig. Rainwater is a gray blue. Fig is a very light, sandy, oh I mean Dust Bowl is a sandy taupey light brown. Yeah, it almost so has it like pops of taupe in it. Yeah. In that stitch pattern. And then the fig is a very rich chocolate, dark chocolate to milk chocolate browns. And mm, yum. <laughs> <laughs> and I did mix up my coloring a little bit from the sample so i did personalize it a little bit which i'm very happy with you did exceedingly well and i'm really happy with this color combo the rainwater which is the blue gray just shows the a little bit of blue it it kind of reads gray if you look at it from far away i see it more as blue oh you do okay especially against the brown sorry yeah no that's fine I just love this one. And I was telling Gail, I took it into the shop that I work at on Friday. And the way folks were carrying on about (laughs) it, it might be one of the best color combos I've ever put together. Based on the feedback. Based on feedback. (laughs) Which is funny because I'll tell you these colors weren't colors that I I didn't walk over to the shelf and say, I'm going to take this color and this color and this color. These three colors and quantities I pulled out of my partials bag. So I have one bag of single ply fingering white yarns because it's a a base that I dearly love to use. So I do have a partials bag just of single ply fingering. And these two colors I had been holding, the dust bowl and the rainwater I had been holding, and then another mention of the retreat. When we were at the retreat, Barb of the Two Knit Lit Chicks podcast had a partial of the fig. Funny thing about her skein was that she had Originally purchased it from the shop that I worked at, which is so, the Swiss Stitch in Andrews, our so, only local yarn store. Away. So they they all kind of came from the same place, just one of them by a very circuitous route. <laughs> and they worked so well together. When I brought this partial home, which I couldn't leave, I brought it home. I held it up with the others, and oh, loved the combo. Now
0: Charlene (laughs) offered to give me the rest of the fig, and I think I'm going to take you up on it because I think I want to pair it
1: with pink. Yeah, it would look fabulous. Wouldn't it It look beautiful with pink? Mm -hmm. Yes, it would. So so pretty. That was just really fun, and it goes to show, here's something to think about. So many of these shawls that are multiple colors, or even a shawl that's written as two color or one color that could potentially be done. Excuse me, that could potentially be done in multiple colors. It's really fun to put together your partials because if you have enough, it's a project that you don't have to buy more yarn for. <laughs> well, and you're almost guaranteed to love the color combination you because you picked out all, out all of, from of them originally. In the first place. Yeah. yeah. But that's what's really making me laugh because I didn't really. Like I said, I didn't go into the store or their catalog and pick the colors. They were colors that just kind of came to me, and they looked good, and I used them, and I have a really wonderful finished object made out of partials. Very, very happy about that. And it was really
0: funny. She had texted me that day from the yarn store saying something to the effect of, based on how everybody's acting, you would think this is the prettiest thing I've ever knit in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the
1: prettiest color combo. Because everybody just loved the color, so I'm really happy. It's astonishingly really, pretty. Really, happy. But to me, it's just neutral enough, yeah, without being boring. <laughs> Not boring at all. It's perfect. Yeah, never would have thought to do this. Thing. So I'm very happy with it. So how about you? Have you finished anything? I've I know finished you have. Max's socks.
0: <laughs> I was talking about how much I love the colorway Frozen. I did finish Max's socks in the frozen colorway from Western Sky Knits, and that base was their Aspen sock, which is 80% superwash merino, 20% nylon. And the base I used or am using in my hoodie shawl cardigan is their merino cashmere nylon blend, fingering weight sock or fingering weight yarn. So, same colorway, different yarn bases, both are beautiful. And we just had a hummingbird right outside the window, and it was just precious. I have strategically placed plants around where I work. And most of them are hummingbird friendly. And there was one saying hi, us really <laughs> really So that's all I finished though, is Max's socks. So, so those socks will work for Stash and Burns, keep it small knit along, which is happening through 2016. So that's cool too. And Max has already asked to wear them. Mm-hmm. I've had to say, nope, these are graduation present. Oh, but can I wear them now? You know how they make that noise that they make. <laughs> <laughs> but he already likes them. He did try them on. They do fit and they're really cool. Right. So we have a couple things we want to talk about as our feature today, but we also drew a winner for the masterpiece knits book from Dragonfly Fibers, as well as the yarn to knit the fractal poppies shawl. So that we had 57 entries into the thread and random. Number generator pick number four, who is these joys, Joyce. So, congratulations, Joyce. You get the masterpiece knits book and the beautiful orangey, amazing, looks like fire colorway yeah, fractal poppies nice. for that gorgeous shawl. So, congratulations. Thank you to everybody who entered. And we are letting the knitting all around stitch dictionary. Thread. We're going to leave that open through the next episode to give people a chance to sign up to win that one as well. So we'll draw for that one the next time. Perfect. All right. So we've had something on our minds for a long time that we've talked to many other knitters about and many of the wonderful, talented, fabulous people out there who dye yarn, make project bags, make stitch markers, make all the other accessories that make knitting so much fun and enjoyable, and focus on our basically our yarn budgets and how the industry is going to adapt to all
1: the wonderful choices that we have out there. Mm -hmm. And Charlene had a really good idea about that. Every time Gail and I get together, it seems we've found a new designer or a new bag maker. There's lots of bag makers Mm -hmm. popping up. Or a new yarn dyer. The list just seems to go on and on. We see new businesses at fiber events. We saw several new to us dyers this year at Stitches. Uh, New Etsy sellers pop up. And then it seems like there's been a large crop of new podcasts recently too that are vehicles for folks to promote their yarn or their project bags or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and in addition to other content as well, but a lot of the newer podcasts that we've seen are folks who have a business, so it's part of their business is their podcast. And in our crafting community, there is a lot of support for small business. It's wonderful that so many crafters feel that way. They do want to support small businesses, and what Gail and i had been have been discussing discussing is that let's say i have uh, i have my crafting budget for the year figured out this is my crafting budget so 100% is my crafting budget and this year i have to spread that among let's say there's four yarn dyers that i want to buy yarn from So I spend my crafting budget, I spend 25% of my crafting budget for that year at each yarn dyer. The next year, what if there are eight businesses that I want yarn from in that year? So that reduces what I spend at each vendor, and then everyone is making less money. And the same thing is going on with local yarn stores too, because local yarn stores have to compete with all the online vendors and the show vendors. And one thing that local yarn stores do better than other businesses and online business, let's say, is to teach, because local yarn stores, it's part of their, most local yarn stores, it's part of their business to teach new knitters bring them into the community. And like I said, it's commonly felt that in the craft communities that we do need to support small businesses and and our local yarn stores, which are also small businesses, yes. And if there are more and more small businesses every year, we can't support them all. Because so we, we have limited yarn Because we have limited <laughs> yarn exactly. budgets, yes. Even though we may want to support them all. So what's the solution and what do we do? And the only thing I can think of is to do what the local yarn stores do, which is to teach, to bring new people and therefore new consumers into the crafting community. So... Teach.
0: (laughs) That's kind of the theme. She had a very clever idea of hashtag knit one, teach one. Yeah. So, (laughs) so how do we keep supporting all the small businesses, all the local yarn stores in such a way that everyone can be successful? Well, natural attrition, not everyone's going to be successful, but you know what we mean. We want to promote and support everybody. Mm -hmm. But how do you do it? Well, we bring more people into the community, like you said. So, Charlene is an amazing teacher. She Taught me so much when I was really getting back into knitting, and poor Charlene would be on the elliptical at the gym, and I'd be stalking
1: her, asking her questions. But you know what? You are not the only one who who did that, does that, and I totally don't mind it because if I'm at the gym and I'm working out. It makes the time go faster if I could sit there and talk about knitting. (laughs) But I've
0: seen your time monopolized in so many different settings where Where you're trying to knit. Exactly. And people are are hovering around you asking you, how do I fix this? How do I do that? Will you do this for me? So I've seen how it affects you and your ability to actually (laughs) knit your own projects. So I like the idea. I am not a knitting teacher. I never, it's taught Max, Max how to knit, but I've never taught anyone else how to knit. But I like the challenge, the idea of Find someone else who wants to learn to knit and teach them how to do it. I have plenty of extra needles. I have plenty of extra yarn. I have the interest. I have the motivation. I have the skills, obviously, to do it. So why don't I do it as well? I mean, Do you, it
1: or enable someone. Enabling is a great way to bring other crafters into the community. Gift certificates to your local gift yarn certificates, store for classes. Yes, gift certificates for classes are wonderful. So Gail and I were recently sent a book from Quince and Company, which actually started this discussion. It's called Knit First Stitch, First Scarf. Now, if you're already a knitter and you already know garter stitch, stockinette stitch, basic ribbing, and that sort of thing, this book may not be for you because it is rather basic. It also includes two patterns garter stitch scarf and stockinette stitch scarf that kind of thing so, it, so it's it, a very basic knitting book. very 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 basic knitting book but if you wanted to teach somebody hashtag knit one teach one this would be a great book to look to as i said it shows you the construction of knit stitches purl stitches how to cast on bind off etc etc and then garter stitch stockinette stitch And it has some really nice illustrations, I thought, too. Yeah, it does. And really nice photos. If you've ever seen anything that Quince and Company produces, you know that they have very nice photography and very nice illustrations, which this book is done in the same kind of style. And as I mentioned, the pattern for the scarves are really basic. The Snugs scarf is, let's see, it's in a ribbing. And I believe the other scarf is just really basic as well, garter stitch. Yeah. So there's, again, super simple.
0: If you already knit, this book isn't for you. But if you want to teach someone to knit,
1: this is the book for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very, very cute. I also use a publication from TNNA to teach. They have a really good teaching publication. I believe they're... There are a lot out there. I'm not sure th- there are. Every, well, not to mention YouTube tutorials. Yes, that's true. So it depends how people learn. Some people learn best by seeing. Some people can read. Some people can follow instructions off the internet. But I just think that growing our community is so important for the health and wealth of the folks who make a living from it yeah which are so many now, people now and which is great every, every month <laughs> yeah
0: it's very cool that this industry you know fiber crafts in general can support so many small business
1: mm-hmm. people
0: and i worry that all the people who start it don't quit your day job because you know all the work and time and expense that goes into a small business the amount of sales you have to Mm -hmm. achieve on a regular basis is very high yes
1: yes. (laughs) so local yarn stores are struggling there are as gail mentioned she mentioned earlier that the yarn store that i work at is the only one left in town the economy is such that it's gone down occasionally it's been up to three I think there was four at yeah, one four. time. It wasn't very long, but the economy cannot support that many crafting businesses in our community.
0: And I do want to put in a plug right now for our local yarn store, which is, like I said a moment ago, the Swiss Stitch. Great selection of yarns. So they have everything from your basic workhorse yarns from like an Plymouth Encore acrylic wool blend. To Cascade 220 all the way up to Madeline Tosh, and now they stock candy skein yarns, which I mentioned Tammy because I I just used some of her mini skeins in my blanket. Beautiful, amazing colors. She also has Enzula, mm-hmm. Fable Story, Fable, Fiber Fiber Story. Sorry, there are others too that I can't remember right now, but great. Sock yarns, great bulky yarns. They have cotton blends, linen blends, every kind of blend. And it's a beautiful little shop in a beautiful little shopping area that's right next to a couple other cool stores. And it's only about five minute walk to West Cliff to the beach.
1: Yeah. So if, Cliff.
0: yeah, if you ever are going through Santa Cruz, it's a really nice place to not just visit for the yarn store, but because you're right on West Cliff Drive, which is one of our most scenic areas in the whole Bay Area. Great little walking trail right along the cliffs. On a good day you can see porpoises, sea lions. On a really good day you can see whales. Yeah. You can almost always spot an otter. There are always birds. I mean it's just a spectacular place to walk
1: Mm -hmm. in general.
0: So you have many attractions right here and there are a lot of great restaurants right in that area. So if you're going through Santa Cruz you can make a little outing out of it, not just for yourself because usually when i'm with a yarn at a yarn store if it's not a field trip with charlene i have my husband or my kids and you have to find something <laughs> no, else that interests them not right the
1: same and i was going to mention that every destination has yarn stores and there are well i shouldn't say every but many, many. destinations have yarn stores and there are a lot of us who talk about souvenir yarn souvenir yarn i think is a common phrase that <laughs> <you pickles pickle-ness. laughs> in the community use. It's a justification for buying yarn right, everywhere we go. Exactly. And so if you've ever bought a skein of souvenir yarn, you know how fun it is to have that yarn to either pet or knit into something and remember the time and place when you purchased it, where it was from, that kind of thing. It always reminds me I have fun with souvenir yarn. And the other thing
0: before I completely lose track of what I was going to say about the Swift Stitch is they do have regular classes and Charlene teaches there regularly. And it's not just your basic knitting or crocheting. They have specific classes for different techniques. I know you taught a photography class there. Mm -hmm. I know that there have been classes for specific knit along Mm -hmm. types of things. They have, is it every Friday morning? There's a knitting group now? Every Friday morning. And it's not just morning, actually, it's all day. It's true. It's <laughs> it's kind of used to start in the morning, but yeah, it's spread out. So it's not a very big shop, but you can walk in there on any Friday and sit down and chat with local knitters who are incredibly friendly. They're always very welcoming and it's just a great atmosphere. So if you're looking to learn to knit and you're in the area or you want someone in the area to learn to knit, it's a really good resource. And I love the fact that the owner does support other small businesses like Candy Skein and Zula. Well, Ansel yeah. is not quite indie anymore, but Um, Fiber Story is Mm -hmm. a small yarn business, and recently, I mean, just after the TNNA show, she got some more indie dyers in there. Mm -hmm. So you can find some cool, unique stuff there. It's
1: not your average, everyday local yarn shop, and it's we're not unique. There are lots of yarn stores that support smaller dyers, and the nice thing about going into a local yarn store, my preference for yarn shopping, is that you can actually see the skein, see the color. As many of you know, if you've used yarns that are common across the country such as Malabrigo or Madeline Tosh, those are the two very popular yarns that come to mind for me that can look so different. You could go into one store, find a skein of arcoitis go into another store, find a skein of Arcoitis on the same base, and they could look completely, completely different. different. Yeah, Even on, yeah, on the same base. On you the can same have, base. It yeah. looks like a completely different colorway. It's when Gail remarkable. was looking for Madeline Tosh Spectrum, mm-hmm. similar to Arcoitus, very colorful, lots of colors in their rainbow colors, she wanted a skein or she wanted a skein that was Purple, purple, leaning. purple leaning as opposed to green leaning because you can find spectrums ranging from greens to purples. Mm-hmm. They have all the colors in there, but the percentage of mix is different. And when you order them online, you never quite know what you're going to get. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely true. So
0: seeing it in person is amazing. Well, and plus you, I am always exposed to new Yarn makers and dyers that I've never even heard of when I go to a local yarn store. True. Like Monarch Knitting, my friend Ann AG so and so brought me to Monarch Knitting, which is a local yarn store in Carmel, California, which is about an hour from Santa Cruz. And same thing, they even had Western Sky Knits yarn mm-hmm. there, which was so cool to see it. And they had other makers that I'd heard of but never seen in person. Mm-hmm. So that was cool too. Yeah. And another beautiful, beautiful store that's like two blocks from the beach in Monterey or Carmel rather. Mm-hmm. So that's another good destination yarn,
1: yarn yeah. shop. And while we'll probably always all continue to buy yarn online, because of course for some vendors that is the way we support them by mm-hmm. purchasing yarn online. I just wanted to say, let's not forget the local yarn stores For too. sure. <laughs> because in my
0: opinion, if the local yarn stores all go under, that's the beginning of the end of our industry because then new people aren't going to come into the craft right. as, as, Readily as they can. Right.
1: It's the teaching. Like I said, the one thing that the local yarn stores do, which is really brings new crafters and new knitters into our community is the teaching. We really have to remember that, support that. And like I said, let's, let's all kind of keep that in mind and enable and teach. Not everybody's a teacher. That's okay. Enabling is also a way to bring new crafters into the community. So let's hashtag knit one, teach one. 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 (laughs) Yeah, and
0: we'll put up, of course, a thread in our Ravelry group. And please share with us things that you've done. I know that a lot of you out there do knitting classes of some sort or another, like in charity groups Mm -hmm. or senior centers, things like that. Please speak up and let us know what it is you do and where you do it and how you do it so that if someone else wants to try the same thing, You can enable them to do it because I don't really know how I'd go about doing that in a senior center besides just knocking on the door and volunteering. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a secret password that you used (laughs) in the door. (laughs) Just kidding. But you know what I mean. Let us know how you're doing it because I just think it's such a cool idea. And you know that as you were speaking about teaching, you know what the coolest thing to do would be, and it wouldn't work for us because all of our friends already knit, (laughs) but to like have a knitting party where... Half of the people knit and the other half don't. Yeah. And you actually got together with yarn and needles and snacks and taught the other half to knit. Wouldn't that be cool? Or people like Charlene who teach, I'm sure that someone could hire you to go to a private residence and teach. It doesn't have to be at a yarn store. We've
1: had at the stores groups of women schedule an an evening party where group of friends would come in oh see i'm not and learn i'm not that clever after all it's been done (laughs) it's been done and the last group i remember they even had wine (laughs) ah see yeah that would be nice so it was kind of a an outing
0: yeah they made a night of it
1: group yeah yeah i think that would be really cool i think it would be fun because there are all kinds of crafting parties people have parties to make earrings, people have parties to yeah. do nails, and I I know that it, it's been done. People have done parties to do knitting, but it's just another thing to keep in mind. Okay, so let's take it all as a personal challenge. Knit one, teach one.
0: Let's see if we can all <laughs> teach at least one person to knit this year, and just think of how that would grow. The or knitting. enable.
1: Enable, en- enable exa- another sorry. person. Yeah. Because, like I said, not everybody's a teacher, and I totally get that, but by... Taking someone to the yarn store, giving them a learn to knit kit, sending folks links to YouTube videos, all of that helps our industry. And by helping our industry, you're making more cool stuff continue to be available for you yourself to purchase Thank yeah
0: here <laughs> because just think if we don't bring new knitters into the community all those people who are dying the beautiful speckled yarns might go out of business and then what would we ever do <laughs> it's very true i'd never be able to finish my hoodie
1: <laughs> we have priorities man it's very true just for the health of the business Knit one, teach one. Knit one, teach one. I love it. So <laughs>
0: that was one of the features that the we wanted to talk about. the health of the community, I There say. we go. I like that. Because, hey, knitters rock. We know this. They we always do. have and they always will. We do. And, hey, even that alone is helping to make the world a better place.
1: <laughs> it absolutely is.
0: And the other thing we wanted to talk about, let me, I'm sorry if you can hear the mouse right now. I'm trying with my bad arm <laughs> to get something else open on the computer screen. Because the other thing we want to talk about yes. is... I'm letting you introduce it because it's your baby
1: this is the introduction to the 2016 colors of fall knit along so is this our fourth annual or our third i think it's our fourth i was gonna say third but i could be wrong well i thought lucy was
0: three and she's only two so <laughs> there we go we'll look it up and let you know but this is charlene's brainchild that she came up with several years ago because she's fashion forward enough and into color enough <laughs> to know that Pantone releases a fashion color
1: report every spring and every fall. And well, I used to work in marketing. And so it, I guess in marketing, when you're designing websites for folks or anything, you have to keep an eye on the colors. And then when you make clothes, I think too, you keep an eye. A little bit on the colors because whatever colors are in fashion dictate the yarns that are going to be on the color card for any upcoming season and all of this trickles down from the runway when it comes to fashion so I remember one year when you walked into the store and everything was pink I, I love those years <laughs> there have been years where everything is yellow it, it changes so the colors trickle down from the runway dictate what we can purchase in the store on any given season and that also translates onto what we see on yarn color cards but even more specifically the reason that you started this knit along
0: was so clever you wanted us all to have a fashion forward outfit ready for fall that's right so that was the original that's right. The original idea behind this mm-hmm. was Charlene said, okay, here are these colors that Pantone and the fashion industry are predicting are hot for this fall season. Let's knit something Looks so right. that we're ready for it. Well,
1: so that we're ready for it, and so that people see that hand knit garments can be fashion. For, yeah. Right? You can put together an outfit that includes your hand knits that's going to be. So fashion forward, you can not do that. Well, we see it all the time. I mean, we do. There's so all many... you have to do is look through photos, unravel. Exactly, or Instagram. Yeah, it's
0: everybody does it now. So the colors this year. Tell us about the color scale. Well, I'm just going to read the blurb. So this is from Fall 2016. Let me see. I scrolled too far. A unity of strength, confidence, and complexity. The desire for tranquility, strength, and optimism have inspired a fall 2016 color palette that is led by the blue family. Along with anchoring earth tones, exuberant pops of vibrant colors also appear throughout the collections. Transcending gender, these unexpectedly vivacious colors in our fall 2016 palette act as playful but structured departures from your more typical fall shades. Blue skies represent constancy as they are always above us. Grays give us a feeling of stability, Red tones invite confidence and warmth, while the hot pinkish purples and spicy mustard yellows suggest a touch of the exotic. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten colors. I love them all, but I'm telling you, I have four of these colors in my stash already, about which I'm very excited. So if we're going to put a link to the Pantone website in the show notes where you can see the palette of the ten colors and each color. They give you a little blurb about the color, a little bulleted list, and then they have links to seeing it on the runway, etc., who the fashion inspirations were. They have a little kind of a mood boardish picture in the background with a model wearing a garment in that color in the forefront.
1: And I love the names. Do uh, name you want to read the names? Go ahead. Riverside, which is a gorgeous blue. Airy blue. Shark skin. Which I like and don't like at the same time. <laughs> Aurora red. Warm taupe. Dusty cedar. Lush meadow. My favorite. Spicy mustard. Potter's clay. Bod- bodacious. Bodacious. <laughs> Can I say bodacious to me? It looks exactly
0: like orchid and radiant orchid. I mean, there's very little it's a difference. A little darker. A little bit. But yeah. That's been on their color palette for three years.
1: Well, it's a popular color.
0: Yes. I can't believe it's still that popular. <laughs> so, which have been your favorites so
1: far out of the 10? Do you have a favorite? The color that I know immediately, I have lots of, of course, in my stash is of course, the gray, the sharp mm-hmm. skin. I know I have skeins that have. Riverside and Airy Blue in them. I know... Those I, are both blues. Yes. I I know I have skeins that have that. I have... I can't remember the, what it's called, but I know I have a sweater's quantity of Twist Light in a Madeline Tosh colorway that has probably both those blues. Ooh. I know that I have some of the pinks, Bodacious. Yeah, I figured you'd have that. Yeah. for sure. And which... What's that one called? That's like some dusty cedar yeah dusty cedar. dusty cedar which is an interesting color i can't tell if it's pink or maroon or to me it's like a dark coral almost yeah i think that's a good way to describe yeah. it it's
0: not a color i think would look good on me maybe spe- you know intermixed in another yarn but back to the knit along so the yes. idea is to <laughs> knit something for yourself between now and fall with one of the Pantone colors represented that means it does not have to be an exact match it does not have to be a solid color that matches the Pantone colors as long as one of the 10 colors is represented somewhere in your yarn you're good to go so like all of our knit alongs we really don't have rules other than we do have dates so the fall The Colors of Fall Knit Along always starts on the summer solstice and ends on the autumnal equinox. That's just the mm-hmm. way we've always done it. So it we'll begin on Monday, June 20th, and we will have our binding off on Thursday, September 22nd. Mm-hmm. So that's a little over three months, and we're announcing it now so that we have time to start a chatter thread. Everybody can talk about the colors. You have time to plan. Yep. You can You can pick patterns. You can swatch. You can do anything like that. Just please don't cast on until June 20th. So if we know how this has worked in the past, we will have pages and pages and pages of chatter <laughs> before June 20th even gets here. All right. So with all of our knit alongs, please feel free to jump in whenever you want. No obligation whatsoever to chat. All that we ask you to do is to post a picture when you're done of your outfit. So not just your finished object, but but your whole fall look. Right. right. Now, this
1: one is really fun because... Sometime during the Knit Along Gail and I will have a feature where we'll talk about the styles that are going to be in for fall and whether you follow those styles or not everybody knows that if you make a sweater you put jeans and boots with it and you're in style <laughs> so whether you're a or jeans, skirt and boots yes whether you're a jeans and boots kind of girl like me or whether you do follow whatever is in fashion to a much further degree, whichever, you can have a photo, a final photo of your project on your body with your outfit on, or you can just lay everything out. You can even make a mood board with, that has your garment in it, whatever you like, just so that you're, you've got a finished photo to inspire yourself to feel good, about whatever you have made and hopefully help you find a way to style it and wear it in the fall and to help inspire others to style their hand-knit garment or accessory in the fall. Because that's what this is about. It's about getting us to wear and use and be really proud of our hand-knit items and get out there and represent this wonderful community.
0: Yep, for fall 2016. Mm -hmm. And about those finished object pictures where you're either wearing it, it's on a hanger, it's on the bed, it's in a mood board. The inspiration that those provide for all of us who look at the pictures is huge. It is. It's so fun. (laughs) It has inspired me to buy certain jewelry. It has inspired me to... Wear different types of clothes that I wouldn't normally have thought Mm -hmm. to try. It's just really cool to say oh my gosh, look at how she did that. I never Mm would have thought of that. I'm totally going to try that. So definitely please, you know, use your fashion savvy sense. I don't have one really, so I look to you (laughs) guys (laughs) to provide it so that maybe in the fall I can be a little more. Well,
1: that's why I laugh when I say every year for me, pretty much, it's a new sweater. With jeans and boots. (laughs) Well, and that works though. That's the timeless. Those are timeless fashion statements. I (laughs) think. Exactly.
0: The boot. The boot style might change a little bit, but you know, pretty much jeans and boots. So, so we hope that you join us. It's always really fun. I know we will have great prizes. Although we haven't even started to think about that part of it yet, because we have the better part of three weeks before it even starts. So, just enough time to start thinking about it and planning and scheming. And I did go through my stash mentally and on Ravelry yesterday because it's hard to actually touch my yarn right now but I have two sweater quantities that represent shark skin which is a beautiful gray and I said I love and hate that name I think it's a cool name but I hate that it actually comes from reality that people actually use shark skin that makes me sad but really wickedly cool color
1: if it were just shark then it would be better
0: <laughs> yeah but then the fashion world wouldn't be so gung-ho about it probably. yeah that's true so the blue Riverside, I have um, the cornflower Anzula Nebula you gave me as a gift. Oh. So I have a skein of Anzula, beautiful sparkly oh, yeah. yarn that is almost spot on the Riverside color. Yeah. It's perfect. That and is. it is. It's fantastic. See, Charlene knew in advance. She gave me that as a gift for, yeah, at least six months ago. And she had it spot <laughs> on. I also have some of the airy blue, which is the lighter blue. I think. I love that. Oh, it's so pretty. Mm -hmm. The Forbidden Woolery sweater quantity that I bought at Stitches. It's called Ilium. It's the colorway name. I think that that will work for Vera's new sweater pattern, Pavement, in that color. So I think that would be like the perfect fall sweater. So I'm already thinking of that. And maybe my Mandala. So Charlene mentioned that I had been looking for the perfect skein of Madeline Tosh Spectrum. Well, instead of buying Spectrum, I ended up buying a colorway called Mandala. Very similar to Spectrum because it has kind of a rainbow look, prismy look to the yarn. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of colors it in it. It just has fewer colors. Right. And it's very blue. Mm-hmm. It's a very blue color. So I was thinking for those of us who didn't want to do a solid that represented the Pantone colors, if there aren't any specific colors you like, like Mandala could represent some of the colors mm-hmm. in the Pantone color palette without being spot on any of the given colors. So that's one of those examples. And Lush Meadow is my favorite. It's that green color. I really love that. And my Thank mint you. that I just finished, my mint cardigan, oh, yeah. totally that color. So I already have a fall sweater that's perfect and on trend, and little did I know. And I bought that yarn at least three years a ago. Years ago yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at things to knit in that colorway too. So take a look. Okay. Let us know what your favorites are, what I you I can't wait to knit. start talking about this. I know. I'm super excited. So have got
1: a big smile on my we face. We both
0: do. So we've got Knit One, Teach One and or enable. And we've got colors of fall 2016. So, and we'll put a hashtag out there, which gets heavily used because it's really fun for all of you who play along. It's super fun. So there we go. Those. And I'm like almost giddy. I'm like jumping up and down in my seat, trying not to move my arm too much. (laughs) Okay. On that note, thank
1: you so much for listening. And we'll chat with you next time. Happy knitting. knitting. Bye, Bye Bye everyone. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Char. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniaak and at Gaily Whaley.